the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, greetings. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today for the Thursday edition of The Ride Home. Hope that you've had a, a good day so far. We hope to make these uh, next two hours and your ride home a little more agreeable. However, today we will continue to speak about the Catholic Church sex abuse scandal that has rocked the state of Pennsylvania. And it's, the country. And the and country, And hopefully yes. the world. Yeah. And um, we also would, um, in the mix of the conversation today, would be remiss if we did not talk about Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin has died. Um, this morning, uh, her family reported that she had advanced pancreatic cancer, had passed away at the age of 76. Uh, I can't think, other than Ella Fitzgerald, of a woman, a, a vocalist, that I appreciated more than her. No doubt. Because that, that voice of hers was truly a oh gift my from God. Gosh. That's not something that's manufactured or created. That was mm-hmm. a touch of God's beauty and genius in that you body. You know Rolling Stone said that? I know it's hard for you to imagine What they that. say? Rolling Stone said at one point, I read it online this morning, they said that her voice was from God. <laughs> I'm glad that they recognized mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That they recognized God, right, in the mm-hmm. spirit through Aretha Franklin's body. Yeah, and that incredible voice. I mean, I remember, I'm old enough to remember her in the 1960s on, you know, Shindig or Hullabaloo. Shindig? Yeah. Boy, Mike, aren't you sad we missed Shindig? Shindig and Hullabaloo. Man. Shindig. Well, let's play some what? of this. That's sweet, isn't it? Shoo. Now, of course, as she got older, that tempo slowed down a little bit. But her always tempos were... Well, you know what? You know what? Uh, find Freeway of Love. Because that was... I think that was her last hit. Freeway of Love? Yeah. What year do you think that was? 85, okay. 6, something like that. And what about that? Well, that's her as an older woman, and it's still killing. Yeah. It is absolutely still killing. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, we were going back and looking at. I hope you do this yourself. But, you know, if you grew up in that certain period, or even if you, you just love Aretha, you look back at her uh, YouTube videos from the '60s with the backup singers and or Aretha sitting down and playing the piano by herself and just wailing. I mean, just. you know, I got to be honest. I never remember. I, I I feel really ignorant that I never knew that she. I mean, well, I knew she played the piano, but I never realized how well she played. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, in the last thirty years, have you ever seen her sitting down? Here we go. I mean, other than the stupid like '80s keyboard sounds, yeah. which are pervasive, and the super reverb, but it doesn't matter because she was that awesome. She yeah, could she overcome was. anything. Yeah, the Queen of Soul. I will not see her. The likes of her 
you know, we talked about this a little earlier off the air, and that a lot of these performers, you know, especially the black soul singers, they they were born into the church. That's where they got their chops. They sure did. And Sunday after Sunday or a Wednesday mm-hmm. night, as little babies, they got up on that, you know, podium or the the stage, and, uh, and they just wailed. And uh, all that stage presence and whatnot derived right. itself from the church. Right. And what we, you know, as a white church, you know, I'm not saying that our tradition is any, you know, is not as impressive. Our tradition is just really different. I mean, I appreciate the fact that we have holy, holy, holy. I love that hymn. And I appreciate the fact that we have, you know, great is thy faithfulness. And I appreciate all that. But the beauty of it is when you see that their church tradition is so different, is so dynamic and that, you know, we can have different traditions and we can think that they're all amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, really, you have to be. Even though theirs sounds a lot more fun. Oh, it sounds I a lot more fun. say that. You know, at, church, at our church on Sunday, we sang a Negro spiritual. Were there any Negroes in attendance? There were maybe three or four. Yeah, so maybe, maybe singing a Negro spiritual is not the best idea. I was embarrassed. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. And there was some moderate kind of rhythmic clapping it was a but it was a bunch of white people so it might not have been very rhythmic it was not good no no but you know i appreciate the you know the effort you know what i love that song Mm -hmm. i forgot about that one mike that's a good call when my soul was in the lost and found you came (laughs) (laughs) it's true Oh, my God. Hey, you know what else I was thinking about? It came huh. into my head when I heard she passed away today. Anybody remember the hat that she wore to <laughs> Obama's inauguration? I do. Yeah. I'm telling you, that is top yeah, five hats. Here's the hat. That's the one. That's yeah. the exact one. It was the big bow. I love that a hat. Bow. People didn't. Some people were very critical of that hat. It was I a love celebration. That. I love that hat. It was a party hat. It's a great hat. Yeah, it really Who was. else could have pulled off that hat? Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul. So R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Right? I couldn't remember what inauguration it was, but it was 09. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is really great. So it is a passing of one of the greats. It really is. And, uh, you know, you're, we're at the age right now where one rock and roll, um, you know, act after another is passing away. Hey. Oh, this is very 60s. I love it. It's really good stuff. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Anyways, take some time to entreat yourself. Oh heck yeah! And if, you're, if your kids don't Spotify. know who Aretha is, then go back School and them. play them. And or maybe you don't know. It's not too late. I guess not. Yeah, of course it's not. Not too late. Appreciate the just the absolute genius the of a. Tr- Do you know she was the first woman ever inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? What? Yep. Really? Was she in the first class? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. She sure should have been. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know the answer to that. Huh. But I know she was the first woman. All right, Aretha Franklin. Okay, we're gonna take a break, and um, like I said, as we started the show, we're gonna talk with various guests throughout this show. At some point, we'll also take your phone calls about uh, the Supreme Court and the uh, Catholic uh, abuse, the crisis. This is of importance to us from a lot of different angles. I got a blistering, a couple of blistering emails yesterday. People are very angry with you. Well, 
I'll tell you, I take one day off, and apparently the audience is just lighting up. No, no, no. I think that I can speak with some knowledge. You I was can raised speak with a lot of knowledge. Right? I was raised as a Catholic schoolboy, so um, you can bring it. And uh, my email is johnhall at wordfm.com. All right? We'll anxiously receive your responses. Very nice. Okay. Take a break. Come back. Stick around with us. Uh, we're going to talk about the accountability crisis, bishopaccountability.org. Uh, Terry McKiernan is with us. Stick around. W-O-R-D. Most of us know that the Psalms are, for the most part, songs of praise and worship. But what is not quite as obvious is that they're also prophetic of the earthly life of Jesus as well as of his second coming to this earth. This week on Through the Bible, Dr. McGee will be studying Psalm 13 through 21, which contain information for Christians on what it will be like when Christ comes back to reign. So please join us. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. RPTS, the Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Point Breeze, presents the 2018 Westminster Conference, Saturday, September 8th, at Memorial Park Church in Allison Park. Join Drs. Ligon Duncan, Joel Beakey, Michael Lefebvre, and RPTS President Barry York for this year's theme, Soundly Preaching the Word of God, preaching that is plain, faithful, wise, and zealous. The 2018 Westminster Conference, bringing the Westminster Confession into the 21st century. Register now at rpts.edu. How do you Friday? Whether you're trying to firm up, slim down, feel better, or simply take a break, Smoothie King has the smoothie for you. And with our $5 Fridays, you can Friday with a purpose. 32-ounce smoothies are just $5, and 32-ounce meal replacements are just $6. All blends, all flavors, all Friday. So how do you Friday? Friday like a king. Only at Smoothie King, smoothies with a purpose. Participating locations, some restrictions may apply. Why don't you come because my mom is a really good dentist? Good dental habits begin early. 
with Dr. Megan Stock. I love the joy that children bring to the office. I like creating those good, positive first experiences, and I try to really reinforce that we're there to help and to have a good time at the dental office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. You have my word on it. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. The fallout, the fallout from what's happened on Tuesday continues on, and as well it should. There's a lot of different stories. Many different voices have chimed in on the uh, Catholic abuse crisis here in the state of Pennsylvania and, quite honestly, around the world. Terry McKiernan is with us. Terry founded bishopaccountability.org in 2003, is the organization's president. Before his involvement in the church crisis, Terry was an academic editor and a consulting firm manager. Here to join us today is Terry McKiernan. Terry, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Terry, tell us about um, what happened in your own mind or experience that caused you to found bishopaccountability.org at first. I was... um I had young children at the time. This was back in 2002, and um, the crisis broke in Boston uh, very much like it's breaking in, in Pennsylvania again now. And um, I happened to know a woman in the choir whose son, it turned out, was abused by one of the notorious Boston abusers. And I got involved in helping them um, pressure the diocese to, to lift a sealing order on the documents involved in that case. And I think that the boy, uh, Greg Ford, had been abused at the same age that my daughter actually was at the time. Mm. Kind of made a connection between me and the family that I, I think it honestly got got me over some of that uh, reluctance and even repugnance that Catholics feel about this subject. It's very, very difficult to, to accept that this is happening in your church. And I think the Fords helped me see that um, uh, the situation with their son and so many other kids was a lot more important than uh, than what I felt was the right thing to do as a Catholic. And now I feel that what I'm doing is the right thing to do as a Catholic. I still go to church, but I, but I feel that our work at bishopaccountability.org is is part of my faith. It's not something that's against my faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I respect about this, Terry, is, you know, since this is broken in Pennsylvania, of course, you know, you look at the blogosphere or Twitter or whatnot, and, you know, it's one thing to, you know, tweet about your outrage, but you've done something about this, which essentially has called the bishops into some form of accountability, whether they choose to acknowledge that or not. But at your website, you've listed photographs and the facts of the matter of the cases that have been known, and there they are in very concise form. So can you, you can you talk about that? Talk about this, you know, sort of this rogues gallery of bishops that you've yeah. presented. It's um, it is an amazing list, bishops, and also um, and also the offending priests. You know, we've maintained for many years since two thousand five a database of accused priests and also brothers and nuns and seminarians. And that list has grown to well over 4,400 names, as wow. you say, with pictures and descriptions. And, and you know, the bishops admit that they have had complaints about nearly 7,000 priests. So even as large as our database is, there are thousands 
more out there. And in you know, in, in your diocese in Pittsburgh, the list that came out a couple of days ago in the grand jury report had forty eight names that we did not know. Is that right? Really? Yeah. So those and think of that, you know, that that during the Zubik era and uh and during the world era, um and I know that uh, there are disagreements about whether World was on the side of the angels or not. Um, all of those names were being concealed from the people who really needed to know them. So that's a, a sobering thought. Sure and then, of course, we um, we also focus on on the bishops, the bishops who have been accused, the bishops who have um, who have been, I think you could say, enabling this by transferring priests that. Uh, is a pretty bad example uh, with Worrell himself, and um, the list grows longer. I think that um, that one of the one of the most important things about the grand jury report that just came out is that it really does focus on that that second crime. You know, there's the crime of priests abusing children, and then there's the crime of the bishops letting them get away with it, even mm-hmm. sometimes facilitating it. Right. And so, Terry, in all this, I'm, I'm sure. You take no glee in this. There is no joy in exposing this and posting this and talking about this. Um, what surprises me is that we have broadcast the last several days that even in the midst of this rock-solid evidence, I mean, there it is in black and white after a two-year investigation, there are many believers who still continue to defend these men and the church from these heinous crimes. And I'm surprised. That, how how can that even be? What is the blind allegiance? Yeah, I, I know it's. Um, you know, I think I would say to them that um, that I listen. This is this is the world where we're not living in heaven. Uh, bishops and priests uh, do bad things; they make mistakes. That that doesn't have necessarily implications for their own faith. In fact, I have found working on this that. It's a strange thing, but it has made my faith stronger to help people who have been harmed, in a sense, on our watch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that I'm responsible for these crimes, but but now that I know them, I am responsible right. for for dealing with them in some way, uh, bringing comfort to to people. I, one of the gentlemen who was on stage when uh, Attorney General Shapiro gave his press conference the other day is somebody I know well. And uh, he was very emotional that day. And um, these folks need our support, whether we're simply citizens of Pennsylvania or elsewhere, or or whether we're Catholics. And I think that 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 instinctive reaction that all oh, this must be some sort of uh, plot against the church. If people could put that aside, if they could imagine that part of their Catholic responsibility is to uh, as as Jesus himself said, you know, take care of those who are less fortunate than us. Right. Uh, they might be able at least to sit down and read some of it. And I think, as you guys know, once you start reading this, um, I don't see how any objections can survive that experience of reading what uh, little kids in Pennsylvania were um, experiencing at the hands of these priests. Terry McKiernan is with us. He founded bishopaccountability.org back in 2003 and is the organization's president. Uh, Terry, one of the things um, that is, I think it's important for me to say as someone who's a non-Catholic is that I 
feel a solidarity with you. Uh, I mean, I wasn't responsible for this either, and I'm not Catholic, but that doesn't mean that as a follower of Jesus that I don't feel a sense of responsibility for this as well. And um, I feel like that is a an attitude um, that we need to foster in one another, that if we don't all band together as people who follow God and are able to say and call out evil when we see it, while at the same time also calling out good when we see it, if we're not people who are able to see both things and speak about both things as one, whether we're in you know, one denomination or in another denomination, I, th- I think we're not going to be able to fight a battle that clearly needs fighting. I agree with you, uh, you know, very much. And it's it's not as if this only happens in Catholicism, of course. You right. know, every, every denomination has has its problems, and uh, every denomination has seen abuse of this kind. Okay. I think that there are perhaps things about Catholicism that have made it in some way hospitable to this. But, Kathy, I absolutely agree that one would hope that gone are the days when Catholicism in particular was in such competition with other denominations, you know, so that you couldn't even participate in a friend's marriage mm-hmm. if uh, if it was happening in another faith. I think we have left those times behind, thank God. And um, I I'm I'm touched by your offer of of support. And of course, it's also important to realize that it wasn't just Catholic kids who were abused by Catholic priests. Many of them were running scout troops and doing other things that brought children of other denominations um, into their um, into their ken. So uh, we are all in this together, and um, and yet I think it is, this is a task that the Catholic Church really needs to face, and I think that the, um, it's not simply a task for, or have to, have to bear down on this one. Right. So, Terry, with that, do you think the Catholic Church, the hierarchy, whether it's from the Vatican downward, do they have the stomach? Do they have the wherewithal or, or the desire to make things right? Is that even a possibility? You know, John, I think that's the crucial question. We'd be tempted, wouldn't we, to think that, well, it's been it's been a long time since the 2005 Philadelphia Grand Jury Report, which was probably the best report before this one. And um, they've had a fair amount of time to get their house in order. The Grand Jury Report, its current one, does point out that there have been some improvements in the Church, and I think that that's, that's important to acknowledge. You know, they, the report is so horrible in its documentation of what was done in the 80s and 90s, and even a little bit in the early 2000s, that uh, it is easy to forget that uh, media coverage and survivors being willing to come out and people supporting them has forced the Church to change to some extent. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that the Grand Jury Report uh, cites a number of examples that make the jurors wonder whether those changes of heart are really very deep. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, that culture... That culture of the priests and bishops, where the bishops don't really have any contact with people except at confirmation, and uh, and they they're really more aware and responsible to each other than they are to the people they supposedly serve. I think that that's a fundamental problem in Catholicism. That's perhaps not as uh, much of a problem in other denominations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, I, I was reading 
just, just by chance, uh, I've got this book of um, of essays and, and, and musings and things, and there was a, a, a mm-hmm. small paragraph by Thomas Merton, and and, and, I, and I don't have it in front of me, but essentially Thomas Merton was speaking about this, you know, because he was a Catholic priest, and he was talking about um, about holiness and what it is to be contemplative in that holiness and the desire to, you know, not be known as a person of doing things, but a person instead who would, especially as a contemplative, to lean into the the perfection and holiness of what Christ is in this world. So it's the relationship with God. It's not the organizational position you're in. Right. And so with that, you know, when you look at, you know, whether it whether it is in the Catholic Church or whatever denomination or whether you know here on Christian radio, we've, you know, you find yourself instead instead of focusing on the the beauty and the perfection of Christ of of the busyness of the world and becoming worldly instead, there's mm-hmm. this worldliness. And so and I wonder, you know, when you look at the bishops and the hierarchy and the business and the day-to-day, you know, what it is to run an organization, to be a CEO and all that within the faith, that somehow that, you know, that's you, you get lost and you lose the perfection or the desire to be engaged in the perfection of Christ. And somehow, how do you come back to that or, you know, reset that so that there is that at the center point of all things? It's a really important question, and I think I think you, you've really put the finger on uh, perhaps the uniquely Catholic problem that the, the institution itself can almost serve as a temptation at whatever level, whether it's whether it's the the, the very difficult job of running a diocese, especially a large one, or whether it's um, it, uh, whether we're talking about a layperson who um, whose faith life has gotten maybe we could call it almost mechanized mm-hmm. and isn't isn't that contemplative life that you're talking about and i think about some of the examples of the grand jury report you know we we read about um a group of priests who were abusing boys together and um giving them crosses as tokens of their of their initiation into this horrible club and um it, it, there's a, there's such a strange combination of the of the symbols of the of a faith that could be a contemplative one and one that is at some usable distance from the world yes and um and practices that are absolutely inconsistent with the kind of state of mind and state of soul that you're describing yes i it's um it's a uh, it's a very it's a very difficult picture isn't it and i yes, i don't is. pretend to have i don't pretend to have to suggest, except that I do certainly support um, Attorney General Shapiro and his plea for elimination of the of the criminal statute of limitations, so that they can actually prosecute these cases in the future. I agree, and also also a window so that so that these people we've been reading about in this report, who who deserve some justice after all these years, can actually get it. I'm into that. Well, Terry, thanks enough yeah, a lot. Thanks, we Terry. appreciate your work with um, with the organization of bishopaccountability.org. And, uh, and we appreciate the fact that you're still in the church. Yeah. And you see this as a valid uh, ministry opportunity, and we're glad that you've taken it. We sure do. Thanks for being with us today, Terry. Well, thanks so much, guys. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Terry McKiernan, he is the founder of bishopaccountability.org. That is well worth a visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, stay with us. Uh, we'll take a break for just a few minutes. 
We're going to talk in uh, just a few minutes uh, about the news media. You know, I'm not a genius about money. I love my credit cards, and they love me. I was using them as a source of income, and then I got behind in my payments, and creditors were calling. I figured I had a problem, and I didn't know how to deal with it. I heard about Trinity, so I called and talked to a counselor. In half an hour, we worked out a plan. Now I've got one easy monthly payment, a lower interest rate, and I'm getting out of debt. If you're in an endless cycle of paying on credit card balances that never seem to go away, then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity will consolidate your accounts, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Call 1-800-990-6976. Does your pillow come with a 60-day money-back guarantee? How about a 10-year warranty? Can you wash it? Dry it and never have it lose its shape? Can you sleep any way you like on it and still get the support that you need for the most refreshing sleep of your life? If you said no to any of these questions, then you don't have my pillow. Hey, this is John Hall, and my pillow is better than your pillow. Unless, of course, you have my pillow, in which case you already know it's the most comfortable pillow you've ever owned. If you haven't tried my pillow yet, now's the time. Because right now, my pillow is offering 50% off the four-pack special, which includes two premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and mention the promo code WORD to start enjoying the best sleep of your life. Or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. Call 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. When you clean out your garage, you find all kinds of things. Hey, lucky rabbit's foot. Things you forgot you lost. There's my old comic book collection. With a new shed from Yoder's Backyard Structures, you can create more space inside by putting more stuff outside. And it comes fully assembled, painted, and delivered in place free of charge. Steve. Hey, Mike. Good to see you. Hey, uh, honey, I found your brother. Find out what you forgot you lost. Like more space at YodersBackyard.com. If you're going to park your car in Pittsburgh, use the Go Mobile PGH app. Powered by Park Mobile. Pay for parking on your mobile device in nearly 10,000 spaces around town. Even extend your parking time right from your phone. Download the free Go Mobile PGH app and discover a smarter way to park. Mostly cloudy, muggy tonight, a couple of showers and thunderstorms, a low of 67. Mostly cloudy and humid tomorrow and tomorrow night with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, a high of 79 tomorrow, down to a low of 66 tomorrow night. Still unsettled Saturday, mostly cloudy and muggy, another shower or storm with a high of 78 degrees. We'll dry out Sunday for partly sunny skies and an afternoon high of 81. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to be talking about how the uh, how the news media reports uh, stories that have to do with uh, churches and with sex abuse in churches and that sort of thing. Um, but you know, it, it brings to mind a question that I've asked myself and I over the last couple of days, over and over and over and over again, um, is how do we as the church, as the capital C church, this is people who believe in Jesus and follow him, doesn't matter what denomination you're in, but how do we as a church get to the point where we are so morally incapable 
of policing ourselves, that we need a secular attorney general to read us the riot act and tell us what's true. Yeah. I mean, I think we all need to come to grips with that. I don't care if you're not Catholic. This, these sex scandals have plagued all sorts of denominations. Um, this is the worst one. I'm not trying to minimize this one. This is, this is truly horrible. It is atrocious. It is unthinkable. But I feel like we do ourselves a disservice if we, and I say we because I am a Protestant, if I sit back and I say, boy, those Catholics are really screwed up. Because it's not just Catholics. There's something about us as the church where we're just not able to humble ourselves as Jesus told us to do so that he can lift us up. We are not able. We're not interested. It's difficult. It is difficult. It's difficult for everybody. But it's so unnatural for us that we're going to fight it every step of the way. We're going to hide what we do until some outside agency, sometimes even a secular agency, is the one that has to bring us to justice. But it's see, not right. I don't get that. It's so, not right. How it's are sick. you called into into the fold of Christ, humble, meek, and mild. I know, it's what you're supposed to be. And lose your humility, know, first and foremost. How many times have we seen this? It happens all the time. Yeah. It happens all the time. Uh, so, I mean, look at Uncle Harry Thomas, who founded Creation the Creation Fest. Fest. I mean, he's an evangelical. He's nowhere close to being Roman Catholic. And he's spending 15 years in jail for molesting little kids. I mean, it just goes, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I talked about this yesterday at length, and I, you know, got a hit here. I mean, this is Satan. Of course, it is. So this if is you the don't power think, of if darkness. If you don't read this grand jury report and say that this is Satan, no. then you got a. Pro- I mean, you you like this is, and and if you haven't read the report and you think we're exaggerating, all I can oh, tell you, please read that report. Read the report. Read the report. Read the report. Yeah, and don't take just don't take our word for it. Do yourself. Not a favor, but do yourself do justice. Yeah, in, you have to in the do, name of these victims. Do the victims some justice by at least reading what they have to say. Yeah, if you're not going to do anything to help them, at least at least honor their words. But I, I guess that does. You know, it, it makes you think that as you engage, as you become a believer in Jesus Christ, you have to know that there is a cunning and brutal adversary who will attack you at every opportunity. Right. So that's all the more reason why you should believe. Well, we've had guests on the air who've said that they do not believe in the nature of evil in mm-hmm. this world. Right. So you, that's why you have to right. understand your adversary, engage that adversary, and be equipped in your knowledge and your faith to take him on and beat him at every opportunity because he's waiting for you. And I think right, like to, a prowling lion, right? To, and to say that in this world today, people look at you like you're a nut. And you're not a nut. Mm-mm. It's the truth. Right. And it's, a, and it's an awful combination. And you can never figure out where one stops and the other begins is between our adversary and the fact that our hearts, our own hearts are just dark, dark. Right. They're just dark. Born they're, into us. They're, they, we are selfish. We are self-centered in everything. And so you put those two things together. That is a powerful force that works against us living godly lives. I'm into that. But – we are called to live godly lives. And when we don't do it, we have to be upfront about it. We have to be, you know, we just have to say, this is what I did. This is what I did. And there is forgiveness. There is a new life. There is newness of life that is assured to us by God. But if we don't ever say it, if we don't ever admit it, well, there's no newness of life. We'll take a break and come back. J.D. Flynn is with us. He's the editor-in-chief of Catholic News Agency. And uh, how does the Catholic Church news organization cover this? Stick around. 101.5 WORD. 
Hello, I'm Jack Graham, and I want to personally invite you to join me each weekday for PowerPoint, where we'll get down to the basics of what really matters, life in Jesus Christ. Each day, I'll give you practical, biblical steps for tapping into God's power for successful Christian living. So make plans to join me for a time of spiritual encouragement that will leave you feeling more alive in Christ. PowerPoint, tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD. Are your credit cards out of control? Owe more than $10,000? Are you paying one card and delaying payment on another? Here's what's really happening here. Your credit card companies are shaking your hand while stabbing you in the back. They want you overextended. Even worse, they hope you think you have to pay it all back. Credit card companies have finally been exposed. There are steps you can take to become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $1 billion of debt. They're regulated by both federal and state agencies. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and have over 25,000 five-star reviews across accredited review sites. Do not take out a consolidation loan. Do not declare bankruptcy. Settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call now, 800-948-4144. 800-948-4144. A couple witnesses angels at a dangerous car crash. A man is healed on his deathbed and given another chance to live. Two Christian pastors perform an exorcism on a psychic possessed by demons. A man thought his baby died until the impossible happened. These miracles are true and are chronicled in the first book of a new series, When God Happens, True Stories of Modern-Day Miracles. When God Happens is compiled and edited by best-selling authors Angela Hunt and Bill Myers. Hunt and Myers came together to remind Christians God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has not turned His back on us or left us to our own devices. If you have an exciting miracle you'd like to see shared in the next edition of When God Happens, visit the website at whengodhappens.com. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Angela Hunt and Bill Myers' miraculous new book, When God Happens, True Stories of Modern-Day Miracles. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. At Extreme Car & Truck in Bridgeville, Find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. Life doesn't stop on the weekends, and neither do you. So we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trzinski of the Original Mattress Factory, and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit OriginalMattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no bull. Over the last several days, with your encouragement and engagement, we've been trying to look at the grand jury report from a lot of different angles. Just try to make things as clear as possible for our own sake and yours as well. Well, today, J.D. Flynn is with us. J.D. is the editor-in-chief of Catholic News Agency, covering the news of the world from a perspective of faith. J.D., welcome to the show. How are you today, sir? Hi, thank you for having me. So, uh, J.D., would you consider yourself part of the Catholic media? 
Yes. Yeah, so Catholic News Agency is um, is an agency that reports uh, reports on news um, of the church and the world, but from a from a Catholic perspective. So I think yes, I, we, we would okay. be part of the Catholic media. Okay. So then, how do you handle um, reporting about your own organization or your own faith? Well, our job is um, is um, as is true for for all journalists. Our job is to um, to be servants of the truth, and of course, we believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And we know that the uh, Scripture tells us that the truth will set us free. And so, um, we want the church to be holy. Um, we want um, the church to follow the, the the call of the Lord to be a sacrament of salvation. And so, we believe that. Um, talking and writing about the church um, from a journalistic perspective and seeking the truth, even when it's difficult, is um, is, is a service to to Catholics and a service to the church, um, even even when it's difficult to do that. Yeah, good for you. And I think that's probably the the diff. Here's that word again: the difficult thing in all this, because you're reporting on something that's so brutal, which is something that you also love, the Catholic Church. But at the same time, the particulars involved are so heinous, it's a very delicate juggling act you have to do here, isn't it? Well, um, you're right. You're right that, um, that we, we love the Church um, um, as, the, as the body of Christ. And, um, and because of that, I think we want the Church to live in the truth. Um, we ourselves want to live in the truth. And so, um, you know, one of, the, one of the challenges is to, to do that. Um, to, to approach the news from a perspective of faith, a perspective that presumes that the teachings of the gospel are true, um, but you know, faith should never um, contradict reason. Faith should never cause us to obfuscate what's true or to be unclear about what's true. Um, people people need to make judgments about uh, about faith in in light of in light of reality, right. and so we think that important important mission and so jd as a person of the catholic faith and also here part of the news media as well like all of us this has to break your heart to report on something that's so close to who you are as a man and as a believer yeah it um it's so difficult to read i've read the entire grand jury report as i'm sure you've read um much of it and it's, of course it's so difficult to read about these um, oh my gosh you know, these heartbreaking abuse of, uh, accounts of abuse that are recorded there and um and of um, acts by bishops that didn't respond, um, uh, you know, in in a way that was forthcoming or forthright um, with regard to those things. It's 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 extraordinarily difficult to to see um, those things, and yet we know, of course, that um, sin is real. That's why we know that you know we know that the gospel matters because sin is real, yes. and uh, and that all of us are sinners, and that the Lord wants to make all of us holy, and we all have to go through the process of of purification of repentance. Um, and of contrition, and then of um, a purpose to uh, a purpose of amendment of moving forward with um, with the resolve to live in accord with with the truth and what what Christ calls us to. Yeah, and JD, that's where you know it, it, that's where it comes to a question mark for me. Um, is that how you know when I read about the the uncoverings of the uh, Boston um, abuse incidents back in two thousand and two? And the response of the Catholic Church and the Dallas Charter and all of that. And, you know, we've put these different procedures in place and blah. And look, I understand that in any organization, you need procedures, you need bylaws, you need ways that you're going to run your group. I get that. But it, to me, it seems like there's a difference between coming up with a new regulation or coming up with a new procedure we're going to follow and repenting from your heart. I think that's what so many Catholics have said now is that what they're looking for from their bishops, 
not only in the wake of the grand jury report, but in the wake of the scandal about Archbishop Theodore McCarrick that, that has preceded it this summer. What so many Catholics are looking for from their bishops is a sense of genuine um, genuine repentance on, on behalf of themselves if they bear some responsibility, but even on behalf of um, on the, their brother bishops and, 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 and the institution of the Church, um, a sense of repentance, a sense of real contrition of yeah. sorrow, and um, and of put, putting ourselves before the Lord as we all must do, and begging Him for His mercy and His forgiveness, yes, and and relying on His grace to 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 try to move forward and do things in a way that is um, that's that's in accord with 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 the truth. You know, it's it's um, the grand jury report documents these these horrible abuses and bad decisions that um, that bishops made. You know, really uh, in many cases inexcusable decisions that bishops made. But um, what we've learned over the past few years through the Me Too movement and what we've learned you know, through other kinds of things, is that um, sin visits us all, sin visits all institutions, and yes, so it's no, um, it's no surprise, of course, that there's sin, sin in the Catholic Church, because of, we're, <laughs> we're founded on the premise that sin is real. It's particularly galling, I think, because people want the Church, um, the Church proclaims the truth, and people want to see the Church living in accord, in, in integrity, in accord with what she preaches. Um, but we know that these kinds of things exist, you know, in, in other institutions, and, and in some cases are even unreported in other institutions. But we want for the church, as we want for all believers, um, to see a life lived in integrity. Yes, yes, um, that's well said. And we, and it's not just that we want that from our, you know, if you're Catholic, from your bishop or your priest, or if you're, you know, a Protestant from your pastor. That's what we, as followers of Jesus, owe to Jesus is a life lived right. in integrity. Yes, right. Now, you're right that we are going to consistently, every single day, fall short of that, which is the time that we, in humility, have to be honest about it and say it out loud, and this is what I did, Always. and I'm so sorry, so that I can receive the forgiveness and the newness of life and move on. Yep. But if there's no accounting, if there's no, look, I'm so sorry, this is what I did, then th- th- it becomes... It's all a, it, And it's a cesspool. Yeah, yeah. And so what about that, J.D.? I mean, you know, you're like Kath and I. You know, we, we are essentially... Um, Christian media, and so we're we're different in some ways because you know we live this. It's our job, and we report this, and read this, and think this, and write this all and day, every all day, day right. all night, every night. So, how is that for you? And something that's so deeply crushing to your faith. I mean, I you know I picture you and other other people like you are you know professionals in the in the communications business. You know, there's a there's a, a an odd line that you know, I know that we struggle with. That you know, when you go into church, it's 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 different because of course, you're different before the cross, and but at the same time, you know all that information and all the work that you've done all week long informs you as you sit in the pew and you worship. It's just it, the the dichotomy is is really big, and we we struggle with it. And I can only imagine you now with this report. It's got to affect you personally in a deeper way as well. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, I think of Saint Paul, right, who himself says to Timothy that he's he's chief among sinners, and that Christ came to the world to save sinners, and. He, he he chief among them right so um sin christians have struggled with um with sin um always and with the presence of sin in the body of christ always and have struggled with the um <laughs> the duality between do, you know doing not what i want to do right. you know yeah. do right what very I want. real but I think you know. I think the the thing that the thing that we try to do at, at, at Catholic News Agency, and I think that all the thing that all of us are trying to do, is just to take this to prayer and to bring it to the Lord, mm-hmm. and um, and to, to rely on that. And I think you know. I think Satan wants, um, in moments where the church's leaders are are impugned in this way, I think Satan wants to um, make us you know doubt the veracity, the veracity of the claims of the gospel, mm-hmm. and make us say, well, if the, if the church's leaders are this way, then what Christ says. 
um, must not be true. But I, I think that's a temptation from the evil one, and so we need to really um, immerse ourselves ever more deeply into the heart of Jesus and just say, I, you know, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Yes. Um, but help me, help me to remain um, your disciple and and to lean ever more heavily into you. And so it's ironic, you know, at the same time that we have this deep frustration with the institution of the church and deep sadness and deep hurt. Um, we, we know that the, the sacraments of, of salvation, the body of Christ, you know, are, are precisely where those things are healed. And so we have to um, we have to plunge ever more deeply into faith as a response to things like this instead of instead of the temptation, which is, you know, to distance ourselves. Right, yes, to wash yeah. your hands of it. In despair, walk away, which right. I'm sure people will do. In our house, we've really kind of tried to double down on our family prayer at night with our children and... Um, you know, to pray especially for protection from, from temptation and protection from, from the evil one, to pray for our church leaders, to pray most especially, um, and most absolutely, and I would encourage all your listeners the same, to pray most especially for the victims mm-hmm. of these horrible abuses that are documented and reported in the in the grand jury report. Um, and then to trust that in God's providence, the Lord is working through this, and, um, you know, through broken vessels, that, that, that God will um, help help to purify us and help to make us ever more holy and ever more conformed to his will for our lives. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy. None of that is easy. No, it sure isn't. Well, J.D., thanks. Uh, yeah. You know, we were curious and wondering how Catholic News is working through this, and so I really appreciate the wherewithal for you to come in and join us and give us a peek into your work, into your life, and how you work through this. So uh, thanks sure. thanks again. I'll just say we're continuing to report at it at catholicnewsagency.com, and if, so if your listeners want to read um, even today, the, the the Vatican issued a statement talking about um, the Vatican said the two responses that people can have to this might have to this are shame and sorrow, and um, and so um, we feel those things. But we're continuing to report on this. So CatholicNewsAgency.com, if you want to read more of our coverage uh, about this and where things will go. Very nice, J.D. Flynn, the editor in chief of Catholic News Agency. Yeah, I mean, very much, very much appreciated for that insight. We'll take a break and come back. Uh, stick around. we got a lot more ahead during the 5 o'clock hour as well. It's the, uh, the Ride Home with John and Kathy. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Or give online at savechildrentoday.org. That's savechildrentoday.org. It's the Ford Summer Sales Event. And now, while selection is best, it's the best time to buy. With amazing offers across a full lineup of Ford vehicles, now is the time to make summer go right with Ford, America's best-selling brand. Stop by a local Ford store or shop online at buyfordnow.com because there is no better time than right now to get behind the wheel of a new Ford during the Ford Summer Sales Event. The Ford Summer Sales Event is here. Right now, get 0% APR financing for 60 months plus 1,000 bonus cash on the 2018 Echo Sport. 
Best-selling claim based on 2017 calendar year sales. Not all buyers will qualify for Ford Credit Financing. 60 months at $16.67 per month for $1,000 finance regardless of down payment. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 831.18. See dealer or go to buyfordmy.com for qualifications and details. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. Estate administration isn't something we do on the side. It's the heart and soul of our practice. Any attorney can write a will, but we have the experience to administer your estate plan properly to achieve the goals we all share, to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones you love. How you get there is specific to your situation. So let's talk. Abernethy and Hagerman, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. It's a struggle doing life alone, so why not join us at Impact Christian Church? Impact is a group of imperfect people seeking to let God love us and love others through us. Your kids will love our high-energy ministries geared to their needs. Our upbeat, positive services and practical teaching will encourage and help you, and you'll find true significance as you join us in striving to make a difference in the lives of others. For more information, visit us at impactpittsburgh.com. You know, there are a few stories that have legs like this in today's 24-hour news cycle. Mm-hmm. We spent the last, this is our third day following this story. Which because, is unusual for us. Without a doubt. But it is so vital, so deeply Nes- heinous. And, and so deeply necessary that we talk about I it. I think so. To shine the light on this. And, and again, you know, if, if you're a Catholic and you think, why? These guys are just poking the, the, you know, their fingers in our eyes. That, that's, of course, not our goal at all. Because as believers, we know our own sin. And we know that, you know, uh, we, are, we ourselves are, are, are guilty as well of, of every heinous thing that, that comes down the road. So we're not trying to single out Catholics at all here, but because this is top of mind and this report is so blistering, it needs to be spoken about. Right. Uh, We got an email from a listener. I just have to read part of this. Uh, She says, um, you don't have a right to see the Catholic Church meet your expectations of what is an, an appropriate response. Who are you? She says, you make me sick. Take your disdain for Catholicism and ask yourself why. Listener goes on to write, there are millions of Catholics in this country that have not been abused ever by a priest. Additionally, Father O'Connell is now deceased and every single child that went to St. Gabriel's is going to come to his defense as this allegation is false. First of all, let me say that clearly not every single child that went to St. Gabriel's is going to come to his defense because somebody put him on that list. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. By their testimony. Anyway, uh, she says – Protestants think they're the only ones who know the Bible in Jesus' words. So remember these words. When they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said, He that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. Who are you, she says in closing, to stand in judgment for ratings and false crocodile tears? We're not doing either. Look, i got to be honest with you, ma'am, uh, Diane O'Toole. Uh, you need to read this report. Okay, uh, we're not picking on the Catholic Church. We are trying to be honest about what is in this grand jury statement. Take 10 minutes of your time and just read the introduction if you don't want to read the other 900 pages and find out what these victims, victims of abuse have said about their abusers. I mean, all you had to do was watch that press conference yesterday or two days ago on Tuesday and see the tears, these adult men and women breaking down. I mean, this is, this is an absolutely, this, this response from this listener is an appalling response to people who've been sexually abused. That's all I it have to say. It surely is, yeah. It's an appalling response. I mean, you know, I, I, of course you want to love your church, but you cannot defend it at all costs. Absolutely not. 
So the Vatican uh, today called the sexual abuse detailed in a blistering Pennsylvania grand jury report. I'm reading here from the Post-Gazette. Criminal and morally reprehensible. Quote, those acts were betrayals of trust that robbed survivors of their dignity and, and their faith. I'm reading from the Catholic News, News Agency. Uh, the statement responded to a grand jury report in Pennsylvania released earlier this week. Uh, Pope Francis takes the ab- subject of abuse seriously, the statement said, stressing that the Holy See condemns unequivocally the sexual abuse of minors. The Holy Father understands well how much these crimes can shake the faith and spirit of believers and reiterates the call to make every effort to create a safe environment for minors and vulnerable adults in the church and in all of society. Victims should also know that the Pope is on their side. Okay, well, that, if that's the case, happy to hear it. Then show us some action here, and let's clean some house. Sharing the word that changes the world. One hundred one point five W O R D F M Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The voice of Aretha Franklin has been stilled at the age of 76. Franklin died at her Detroit area home of advanced pancreatic cancer. She began her career singing gospel music for her father's church in Detroit and then burst upon the popular music scene in the early 1960s, singing such songs as Respect, Chain of Fools, Think, and other major hits. But she was also a homebody. Franklin told AP Radio in 2009 that she loved to cook for her family. A little switching in the kitchen. I can cook. I cook very well. I'm a very good cook. I've got some great 10, 15-minute meals, things that almost will cook themselves. Aretha Franklin dead at the age of 76. A good day on Wall Street as the Dow was up by 396 points. The Nasdaq rose 32. This is SRN News. A moo-moo here and a moo-moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo-moo. Hi there, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84, Pennsylvania. Not only will you enjoy watching the heifers in the field and the baby calves in the mini barnyard, but you should also come hungry for our fabulous farm fresh cooking. Step inside the Springhouse for hot roast beef sandwiches, turkey and stuffing, hickory smoked ham, stuffed cabbage rolls, real mashed potatoes, and a whole lot more, a different menu each day. The locals tell their friends that our famous chocolate milk is the official drink of the Springhouse. And be sure to save room for apple pie, ho-ho cake, Oreo cheesecake, or lots of other from-scratch goodies for dessert. Have I made you hungry yet? Let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. This is today's entertainment answer. What does Vanessa Hutchins say about the rescue dogs used in the new film Dog Days? Her name is Darla. My boyfriend's mom rescued her from her neighbor's balcony. She was left out there with no food, no water for days on end. They just weren't taking care of her. When I first met her, she wouldn't even let me touch her. And she's come a very, very long way. Dog Days, rated PG, now in theaters. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Hey, Dave. You in for golf this weekend? Ah, oh, I can't. I promised I'd find a plumber to fix a sink and a painter to paint Just the... use Angie's List. Uh, doesn't that cost money? Not at all. It's free to find pros in your area who can do the work. 
You can even read ratings and reviews from other customers. What about roofing pros? Angie's List has pros for everything. And to save time, they'll even match you to the best pros for the job. Oh, that's awesome. Looks like I'll be able to play after all. Find the best pros for your next project at Angie'sList.com. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. On the streets of Miami, speed is the law. So when a corn dog goes after the wrong girl, oh, heartburn. one man will bring her Tums Ultra Strength. I'm on my way. Don't get wrecked by heartburn. Nothing works faster than Tums. Your mustard's fast, but my Tums are faster. Oh. And with Tums on the go rules, it's never been easier to leave heartburn behind. You did it. Yeah. You gonna finish that corn dog? Tums Ultra Strength, available in a store near you. Mostly cloudy, muggy tonight, a couple of showers and thunderstorms, a low of 67. Mostly cloudy and humid tomorrow and tomorrow night with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, a high of 79 tomorrow, down to a low of 66 tomorrow night. Still unsettled Saturday, mostly cloudy and muggy. Another shower or storm with a high of 78 degrees. We'll dry out Sunday for partly sunny skies and an afternoon high of 81. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today, the Thursday edition of The Ride Home. Uh, you know, we've been, uh, since the grand jury report was released on Tuesday, Kath and I have uh, talked about this almost exclusively these last uh, several days, and we'll continue to do so during this 5 o'clock hour as well. Your phone calls are welcome during the 5.30 portion yeah. of this show. We'll look forward to hearing from you. And um, a little later on, maybe in a, a few minutes, maybe 10 minutes or so, we're going to talk with a reporter from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, um, Liz Navratil. Navratil. Liz, Liz Navratil. Or uh, Navratil. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. She'll tell us how to pronounce <laughs> she, her own name, I bet. She will. But you know what? Um, Print media has certainly, and no secret, has taken a huge hit. The Post-Gazette yeah. said this week that they were going to cancel their Saturday. Saturday and Tuesday. Okay. And so that's a huge blow. I really appreciate anyone who's in print media today mm-hmm. because the Post-Gazette has done an excellent job on of, this, for of reporting sure. on this. Yep. Uh, Peter Smith is the religion uh, reporter and uh, surrounded by a team mm-hmm. of really excellent reporters who have made sure this is on the front page, whether it's on the print edition or the um, the electronic edition. So kudos to the Post-Gazette, and we're going to go a little deeper in that in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But, of course, today we would uh, be remiss if we did not talk about the passing of the soul of Queen, uh, of course. Queen, you, you mean the Queen of Soul? The Queen of Soul. The soul <laughs> of queen. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, the Soul of it Queen. It probably works in either way. <laughs> sure. That might be Freddie Mercury. Now, among her many, many hits. Mm. 
Aretha Franklin occasionally did recharge herself with gospel albums. She uh, produced Amazing Grace in 1972 and One Lord, One Faith, One Baptism, recorded at uh, New Bethel Church, which was her father's church, in 1987. What's this we're listening to, Mike? What a friend we have in Jesus. And when, what year is this from, does it say? This gospel hits. These Aretha Franklin's gospel greatest hits. Okay. 1999 album. Okay. Aretha Franklin's 17 top 10 pop singles, 20 number one R&B hits. She received 18 Grammys. Wow. 18 Grammys, along with a Lifetime Achievement Award in 1994. She was the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987, its second year. She sang at the inauguration of Barack Obama in 2009. Wearing an awesome hat. At pre-inauguration concerts for Jimmy Carter in 77 and Bill Clinton in 93. And at both the Democratic National Convention and Reverend Martin Luther King's funeral in Mm. 1968. Mm. Wow. I mean, that's a heck of a career, and that's only touching uh, the tiniest aspects of it. Wow. Aretha Franklin died this morning at age 76. Pancreatic cancer. Pancreatic cancer. Um, Not unexpected. Leaving behind an unthinkable musical legacy. Unthinkable. I mean, as sad as it is, is the passing. It makes you go back and listen. Yep. Aretha Franklin's dad was a preacher, and she started as a child singing in the church choir, but quickly, no surprise, she became a star soloist. Yeah, it's pretty hard to keep this uh, voice in the choir. No, so she stepped out um, and uh, quickly started a career. She, um, She did not read music, which was surprising, because when you watch her play the piano, I mean, that's all just mm-hmm. herself, just pouring out of there. Mm-hmm. Which to me is that to me is incredible. I, I got to be honest, as someone who's who's made a portion of their living in music for decades now, I still can't get my head around people that don't read music. I and still sit can't. and play. Yes, and it, I just I can't. I you you have to have such an incredible. There has to be such a conduit between your creative brain and your fingers, whatever you know. It's wide open. Piano. I can't imagine that. I, right. I can't. If you're thinking it, you're essentially playing it, is what it feels like when you watch your play. I mean, I, a little earlier today, I went back and I was watching Aretha, uh, you know, back in the early 60s, mid-60s. I mean, that talent is mm. just undeniable. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And, it, and to think how close the world was, I mean, someone like Ella, someone like Aretha, a black woman who should be on the bottom rung, you know, from societal viewpoints, especially in that era, right? There she was, just rising up based upon that God-given mm-hmm. gift of that talent in her. Just fabulous, Aretha and, Franklin. And representing tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people you got that right. of color in America who didn't have that talent because none of us. I mean, Aretha's only Aretha. I mean, there's only one of her. Yeah. But she represented them uh, in a way. I mean, the, the song Respect was an anthem of the civil rights movement. Yeah. I mean, 
One of them. Well, it started out as Otis Redding's them. song, which she quickly made her own. I love Otis Redding, but, but man, no comparison. There's no comparison. Yeah, yeah. You know, just hearing her do gospel stuff, um, it makes me think of how much the poorer we are in the white church for not being able to find a way to worship together. Yeah. Because I got to tell you, I mean, I said this in, in the four o'clock hour. I love our, you know, the history of the white European church and its hymnody and its richness and theological tradition and all of that. But man, I got to tell you, we just don't enjoy God. We just don't. No. We don't enjoy God the way that I believe black our black church. brothers and sisters enjoy God. We just don't. We mm. don't get that. We can intellectually appreciate him. See, that's the we problem. We can exalt his attributes, which are all good things and important things, but we just don't enjoy him in the same way. But just the way you described Aretha, that conduit from the mind to the fingertips, mm-hmm. that's essentially what happens, I believe, the black churches that I've worshipped at. Yeah, the it's heart. the same thing. Yeah. Right. The heart's in the middle, all that. Right. We and, I don't, think it. and I don't want to pick on the white church and say no, that we don't worship not. with our heart. We do, but it's just different. And the fact that we're not worshiping together is just sad. Yeah, we miss it's out really tremendously. Sad. So, yeah. Okay, we'll take a break, okay? And uh, in a few minutes, we're going to talk uh, about the re- reporting excellence that the Post-Gazette has provided over these last uh, several weeks about the Catholic uh, sex abuse crisis. And then we'll open up the phones for you. So uh, 800-320-8255. Join us in conversation. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Adrian Rogers talks about why the Bible is in a league all by itself. The Bible is not the book of the month. It is the book of the ages. Thank God for this book. It is alive. What other book is like the Bible? It is the indestructible Word of God. Learn about the Bible, the book of the ages, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. My name is Marla, and I am a teacher in a local public school system. My husband and I heard about brain balance. We were a bit skeptical, of course, but we didn't know what to do. When we went to brain balance, they got it. They listened to us from day one. They were asking me questions that our medical provider was not asking us. And this is going to get us somewhere in one place instead of I'm going to have to run to 15 different spots. About four weeks into the brain balance program, my kid could sit on the couch and just breathe. The teachers immediately started noticing that our kids were calmer. As a teacher and a mom, I would say this is one of the most amazing programs I have seen for children. Our lives right now have dramatically changed because of brain balance. My kids, in their own individual ways, received the help that they needed that moved them to a place of balance and harmony. Give your child the foundation they need to succeed in school. Call Brain Balance today and find out how you can change the life of your child and your family. For more information, visit BrainBalance.com. A couple witnesses angels at a dangerous car crash. A man is healed on his deathbed and given another chance to live. Two Christian pastors perform an exorcism on a psychic possessed by demons. A man thought his baby died until the impossible happened. These miracles are true and are chronicled in the first book of a new series, When God Happens, True Stories of Modern Day Miracles. When God Happens is compiled and edited by best-selling authors Angela Hunt and Bill Myers. Hunt and Myers came together to remind Christians God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
God has not turned his back on us or left us to our own devices. If you have an exciting miracle you'd like to see shared in the next edition of When God Happens, visit the website at whengodhappens.com. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Angela Hunt and Bill Myers' miraculous new book, When God Happens, True Stories of Modern-Day Miracles. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Normal people need an estate plan just as much, if not more, than the wealthy. Attorney Michelle Conti. Why would you want the state of Pennsylvania to tell your loved ones who get your stuff? The basic documents, your will, financial power of attorney, and your health care power of attorney and living will can be done very quickly. It's much less costly and time-consuming just to have the basic documents drafted up to say, God forbid, should something happen to me, this is who I appoint. Are your documents in order? Find out at ContiLawPGH.com. Hey, Pittsburgh, Calusi Chevrolet in Bridgeville is celebrating like never before. Hi, this is Tun Chilkin, and the team at Calusi has been serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. That's right, since 1918, they've been a trusted name for great deals and great service. And right now, during their anniversary sale, they're offering the best deals of the year on every vehicle in stock. You can check out their huge inventory and great deals online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Our understanding of uh, the issues uh, surrounding victims and abusers in the uh, state of Pennsylvania has been molded in the last two days by really excellent work done at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And um, this is the kind of story that nobody wants to read and nobody wants to write. Um, But this is what it is to live in America in this century. This is what it is to, you know, be a part of a community and be a part of a church. And uh, if these things don't come to light... um, well, this is what happens if they don't come to light because you end up with uh, 70 years of uh, absolute horror and abuse. And so we're grateful for all the good work we have seen in the Post-Gazette. And so we've invited Liz Navratil to be with us today. She currently covers the Pittsburgh and Allegheny County Police Departments for the Post-Gazette. And uh, Liz, we're glad you're here. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. I am, um, have um, actually moved out to our Harrisburg Bureau and be covering, been covering it out there Um so apologies for not passing along that update. No oh, no problem. worries. Okay. So, Liz, we're curious about the you know the machinations of what it is to be a reporter um, and, and how that works. C- can you explain to this to, to to Kath and I and to our listeners about the grand jury itself, and then how the Post Gazette, as an organization, knew of this happening, and then how they would make an assignment, whether through Peter Smith or through the different you know, reporters that get a piece of this story, how that all comes to fruition. I know that's a big question with a lot of moving parts, but can, do you understand what I'm saying? I think so. Um, so this grand jury we know formed in uh, 2016, and the short version of what happens is that you have a group of grand jurors who meet in secret, and they hear evidence from various people, uh, whether it is a victim or whether it is someone in the church who witnessed something. And over the course of that time, they draw conclusions and they write up a report, which in this case is nearly 900 pages long. Um, Little snippets about this came out in court filings, um, sometimes from criminal cases for a, a priest or another religious figure who was charged and um, sometimes through a different sort of civil fight. We know that one group of current and former clergy members challenged their inclusion in this report for mm-hmm. various reasons. 
And there were several court filings in that case. Um, so that's how we we kind of monitored things as, as there were different developments in the case. And when the report itself came down, uh, we kind of divided and conquered and said, this person's going to read the section on this diocese, this person's going to read the section on that diocese, and um, all coordinated to produce the stories you've seen over the past couple of days. I see. That's a huge job, isn't it? I mean, from one little nugget of a news report or a, a court filing to all the work that you've done over these last several days, when you look at the Post-Gazette website over these last three days, it's been one story after another, and they all come at it with a lot of different angles. It's voluminous in the work that's been done, so, so kudos to you. Thank you. So can you tell us, Liz, about um, if it's different reporting on a church? Um, I, you know, the Catholic Church, because of our history in Pennsylvania and because of so many Eastern European immigrants 100-plus years ago, the Catholic Church is very well established here in this area. So does that make it harder? Um, you know, I am, it's certainly well known that it's a, it's a large establishment in the area, but we also cover lots of other large establishments. We cover government entities. We cover police departments. Um, so you kind of get used to that concept of, of covering an institution. Okay. Okay. What about the idea, um, speaking of things that are institutions and, and happen secretly, uh, the grand jury is something that I've, it, it has always been a mysterious thing and, you know, for good reason. Um, when grand jurors agree to be on an, uh, on a grand jury, I know they agreed about an 18 month term and this one, of course, was extended. Um, are you in the press apprised of, you know, when a grand jury is extended? Do you have any idea what kind of evidence is, has been presented? We usually don't find out until after the fact, unless there is um, some sort of legal filing in one of the courts that bubbles up. Okay. So when the, but you knew this, I mean, we all knew this was coming out. Um, you know, John and I and Mike here, we invested a, a lot of airtime before the, the, uh, grand jury information was ever sprung because we knew it was coming and we kind of wanted to go get out ahead of it. Now, were you looking at it that way? I mean, what is it that you were able to say before you actually knew the facts of what the attorney, uh, the attorney general was going to bring? You know, I think we were very careful in all of our reporting to make sure there was really solid um, sourcing and a lot of proof for the different things that came out. So we relied very heavily on um, different court records as they were filed. I see. So, so Liz, here, you know, as we talk about this story, people are obviously, you know, listening to a, a Christian station, and if they disagree with what we're saying, we tend to get a lot of vitriol, a lot of kickback here. Uh, what about the Post-Gazette? Because you've done such an excellent job. Have you felt under attack by those who, you know, have a vested interest in the church, or has it been neither here nor there? You know, there there are some people who um, don't like the reporting. There are some people who like the reporting. It's very much like any other issue in that regard. I see. So no, neither here nor there. Then that's mm-hmm. interesting. Oh yeah. Um, Liz, when you recognize that this is a story of international importance, but its its nexus is right here in the state of Pennsylvania, I mean, you must feel an extra sense of responsibility. You know, I think we would be covering this um, in, in, no matter what because it's important for the region. But um, we, we definitely do know that, you know, folks like the Washington Post and the New York Times and CNN are covering this. But that is really very much an afterthought. I think for us, we've just focused on covering it as we would for, for our region. Right. So, Liz, now with, you know, the, 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 the demise of print, and, you know, I appreciate that, you know, you and a team still exist at the Post-Gazette doing this kind of work. 
you know, as print goes away, is there a commitment to having a team that, you know, even still in the, you know, this electronic age will go out there and do stories like this? Because, you know, when you look back at whether it's, you know, Woodward and Bernstein and, you know, all those iconic reporters, and even though this wasn't necessarily investigative reporting, um, uh, there's got to be some concern in the newsroom about this, the, and especially the, the structure of a team that goes after big stories like this. You know, I think a lot of us are just keeping the head down you know, to the grindstone and um, continuing to do all of our work to the best we can. And the the other bigger issues, you know, what happens, happens. Great. All right. Well, go. Yeah, yeah I please mean, do. Knock yourself out because we love what you're doing. You should do. That's Liz Navratil. She currently covers uh, the Harrisburg Department um, at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, but she's been covering this story for the Post-Gazette as well, all about the sexual abuse uh, situation of seven decades uh, in the Catholic Church. And Liz, we thank you for your time yeah, this thanks, afternoon. Yeah, thanks enough a lot, Great. Liz. Hey, so uh, we reached the point in the show here where um, we'd like to talk to you. Um, we know that uh, we've been covering this through a lot of different angles as well. So if you're inclined to engage in any way of this conversation, mm-hmm. what this uh, sex abuse uh, report means to you, does it break your heart? Uh, is this neither here to you? H- how does this work into your life? 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. I also want to know, this is one of the things I've been thinking about the last couple of days, is how does a church get to this point? How do you mean? How does a church? The church with a how capital. Does it, how does how does a, any church? Any I mean, we've seen sex abuse scandals in all sorts of denominations over the last five years, in particular. How does a church get to the point where sexual abuse is tolerated and known about, and then you just go on? I'm not sure what contributes to that, and the reason I'm asking is so that we can all be aware of it and not let it happen at our church. And here's the thing: if we don't talk about how it happens, then we're easy prey because it can happen to us. Yeah, but here's the thing: you know, if you are involved in any, you know, like I was involved in Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts, I was involved in my kids' school, elementary, junior high, high school. You always, anytime you're around kids, now you've got to, you know, go through your clearances. Yeah, right, right. These, mm-hmm. cl- I do that too. That's just part of what it is to be alive and around right. children in 21st century. So, how does that? Right, but here's the thing. These people never, w- nothing that they were doing would have ever shown up on a child abuse clearance because everybody was everybody who was a peer of theirs was covering for them or who was in authority over them was covering for them. Well, are Catholic priests not, um, not allowed to do or not required to do a, a clearance? Well, most of the abuses that happened that are detailed in the grand jury report happened, be- happened before clearances were ever necessary. Right. I don't know. Okay, but the only way you're going to going to flag somebody, the only way you're going to be flagged is if someone flags you. Well, nobody was ever flagging these priests because the kids were intimidated. They felt like they were wrong. They felt like they shouldn't do it. And then you know their cohorts and bishops were covering up for them. Yeah. Okay. So we'll take a break. But uh, call us, won't you please? Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five, and uh, chime in one way or another. Good, bad, indifferent. We'd like to hear your thoughts about the report that was re- released on Tuesday. 800-320-8255. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stick around.
The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. It's probably been about 10 years ago. I had quite a few credit cards. The interest on the cards was really high. I was making the minimum payments, but barely. And it was just getting to be too much, so I called Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976 to talk to a certified counselor. They met with me, and they were able to get all of my credit cards in one lower payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. They did help me learn how to manage my money. Now, you know, we have a house, and we're doing a lot better. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. My name is Holly, and I am debt-free for keeps. 1-800-990-6976. Does your pillow Come with a 60-day money-back guarantee? How about a 10-year warranty? Can you wash it, dry it, and never have it lose its shape? Can you sleep any way you like on it and still get the support that you need for the most refreshing sleep of your life? If you said no to any of these questions, then you don't have my pillow. Hey, this is John Hall, and my pillow is better than your pillow. Unless, of course, you have my pillow, in which case you already know it's the most comfortable pillow you've ever owned. If you haven't tried my pillow yet, now's the time. Because right now, my pillow is offering 50% off the four-pack special, which includes two premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and mention the promo code WORD to start enjoying the best sleep of your life or type it in when you visit mypillow.com. Call 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. Picture your garage, but with a lot more space. Yoder's Backyard Structures can help. With the new Shed Visualizer tool at Yoder'sBackyard.com, you can see how your new shed will look in your yard. For about what you'd pay at the home store, your new shed will arrive fully assembled, be delivered, and placed free of charge, and comes back by a 10-year warranty. Word FM listeners get a free ramp included with your shed purchase. Visualize life with a lot more room at Yoder'sBackyard.com. Hey, Pittsburgh, Calusi Chevrolet in Bridgeville is celebrating like never before. Hi, this is Tun Chilkin, and the team at Calusi has been serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. That's right, since 1918, they've been a trusted name for great deals and great service. And right now, during their anniversary sale, they're offering the best deals of the year on every vehicle in stock. You can check out their huge inventory and great deals online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Mostly cloudy, muggy tonight, a couple of showers and thunderstorms, a low of 67. Mostly cloudy and humid tomorrow and tomorrow night with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, a high of 79 tomorrow, down to a low of 66 tomorrow night. Still unsettled Saturday, mostly cloudy and muggy. Another shower or storm with a high of 78 degrees will dry out Sunday for partly sunny skies and an afternoon high of 81. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. Since Tuesday, Kath and I have talked almost exclusively about the uh, grand jury sexual report with the Catholic Church. And so we're giving you an opportunity to chime in. 800-320-8255. Tell us your thoughts about mm-hmm. this. And, and your point was what, Kath? Well, my specific question is how does a church get to this point? I mean, we've seen this is this is the worst of them. 
but there have been sex abuse scandals that have been horrible in a bunch of different denominations. And I just wonder if we can soberly assess how a church gets to that point so that we can avoid getting there ourselves. Okay, that's good. Let's go to the phones at 800-320-8255. Don, you're live on the air with us. What are your thoughts, please? Um, wow. Uh, I think this. We are at a time in our country and around the world where we are experiencing moments of truth. Mm -hmm. How does uh, an organization get to this or get to this kind of level? Yes, sir. Because human beings, and we'll focus on in America and the Catholic Church, since that's who we're talking about, have not truly assessed their hearts. And you are getting to see what we really care about. Seventy years of sexual abuse upon children. This tells me that my country doesn't care about children. This tells me that in the Catholic Church, the beacon of Christianity, that God, that's not what they're about. They're not about right. They're not about the commandments. Seventy years, and that's nothing. The Catholic Church is is old, old, old. Mankind has covered up atrocities for centuries. And I I simply called in today to ask, what are we going to do? I guess that's the question. Yeah, that's the question. And I am. Thanks, Don. I can't even uh, really appreciate your call, Don. I can't express how disinterested i am in a new procedure what a new policy new policy no it's new anything new organization that is like that is so far down the road from where we are right now what we need is wholesale repentance wholesale public painful repentance yeah that's the and i gotta be honest with you i would love to see all sorts of people resign i don't think either of those things are going to happen do you I think both of those are necessary. I think they are. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. But I, I really, I'd be shocked if anybody would step down. And I think the repentance that we received so far is, I've talked about it's this earlier. It's not repentance. Well, it's, it's lawyer speak. Exactly. It's not repentance. Lawyer speak is not repentance. No. Yeah. Good 800-320-8255. Grief. Hey, Ted, uh, how are you doing today? You're with us. Yeah, hi, John. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Ted. Yes. Hi. Um, yeah, this is, of course, disgusting illegal activity that's been going on for centuries. In my opinion, first of all, how it got there is because they allowed it to happen. They covered it up, they allowed it to happen, and it's been going on and on. In my opinion, the only way it's going to stop is they need to close the churches. Close them. Just get rid of them, because it's not going to stop. Okay, these guys might be punished. It's going to continue again. They've been doing it. They've been doing it. And the priests go into the priesthood to be able to do this activity. I hope that's not true. I really do. I mean, I, I believe that, you know, you enter into a whole, I, I can't imagine the, the Catholic Church puts out a sign and say, you know, pedophiles welcome. Uh, I, I just, I just can't believe that. Well, of course they don't. Of course they don't. But they don't go into the priesthood and then be converted to pedophiles. There are already pedophiles when they go in. That's you know what? I'm starting to wonder, Ted, thank you for your phone call. Uh, I'm starting to wonder, based on reporting that's being done about uh, different seminaries around the country, if... This is, truth this, that? Is, that this is learned behavior. 
How so? Go into this. Well, I mean, there's been a lot of reporting about the seminary in Lincoln, Nebraska, the Roman Catholic Seminary in Lincoln, Nebraska. Which was a beacon. It was a beacon of uh, of illicit sexual activity. Yeah. And it was abuse that was perpetrated from uh, senior authorities onto seminary students and over many, many years. And information is just starting to come out about it now. And if that is true, and if that is the case in other seminaries, we're looking at a program that has not, that has not disincluded, uh, teaching seminarians to act badly. That's the nicest way I can say it. Yeah. So uh, we've talked about this with Rod Dreher a couple of times in the past week. His contention is that behavior uh, comes from the seminary hierarchy and then is preyed upon in the young seminarians. And then from those young seminarians, a small percentage moves forward and molests uh, children. That's the contention. 800-320-8255. Hey, Daryl, uh, you're with us today on the air. Uh, what do you need to talk about? Well, John and Kathy, I listen to you every day. I'm a truck driver. Thanks, Daryl. I said, it's amazing. I said, I went to a pre-ministerial college and uh, and then ended up in the trucking business. I, I wanted to work with my father. But when I listened to this, you could see what happened at Penn State and uh, mm-hmm. what happened to, to Joe. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he, he really, we, we, we don't know. I mean, only the good Lord knows. But uh, they, you see what happened there. And I said, I believe priests should be allowed to be married because yeah. they, the desire that God puts in a man, mm-hmm. and, and John knows what I'm talking about, at, at, at certain ages that, that it's there. And God tells us, don't burn with that desire. Right. If you can't control it, then get married. Mm-hmm. Get married. Right. Right. And, and I believe they should be allowed to do that. And I don't think this, the, the Lord even dealt with the Pharisees. He, 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 he told them, you know, uh, they, they didn't understand their hearts weren't right. Even if he said, they said, do a miracle here, do, do something for us. So they wanted to prove it wouldn't have mattered because it, you have to have your heart changed. And when your hearts change, your desires change. And the good Lord has to be first. And when we're first, we put ourselves first, then we seek to do these things. And it's sad, but they pray. You have a young child. And when I went to college, I mean, I was there to learn. Yes, so sir. what the professors told me, sure, I course. trusted them. Of I course. believed them. Yeah. And and, 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 and and it was a good school. I, I, it was Covenant College, Lookout Mountain, Tennessee. But it was a good school, and I'll tell you what, I enjoyed it. But I, I see in different areas everywhere with the people I deal with every day. You have, you have people that understand and know, but the Lord says their eyes are blinded so that they can't see because they wouldn't accept the truth anyways. Mm-hmm. And I, we're going we're gonna to have this, and, and, and it's going to get worse because the Lord said it will get worse. Yeah. But when you see everything taking place, the best thing we do and the powerful thing that we have is prayer. We have to lift it up to the Lord and pray for these people. And will God forgive them? Yes, if their heart is right. But like the gentleman just said, the call before, he said, you know, they, they, they want to have to have a change of heart and God will forgive them. God will forgive them. And, and, and we look at that and we get upset with that. But when you see it, they, their hearts have to be changed. Right. And there has to be, there has to be repentance. honest to God repentance. There has to be the rendering of our, you know, it's like it says in Joel, don't render your clothes. I want you to render your heart. I mean, I want you to be so sorry for what you've done that your heart is broken. Now, see, when you see the website that was produced by Bishop Whirl, that did not look like repentance. It did not. Mm-hmm. It looked like a PR job. 
the problem is that you know they've been so inside the power structure for so long and so protected by the you know from the common people that there's this smoke screen here of of culpability right what that smoke screen is what allowed this to happen for seven decades without a doubt eight hundred three two zero eight two five five uh let's go to linda hey linda uh, you're with kath and myself uh, tell us what you're thinking about well, hi, I'm coming from the perspective of being a Catholic and actually a born-again Catholic as I was a Catholic as a child and stuff away from the church. And, yeah. You know, my um, I will never turn away from the Catholic Church. Um, I can tell you that there has been change in the um, Catholic Church. There's safe environment classes that have been going on for a long time. And I think that Satan was present within these um, priests, and Satan's pull is so great that we, we just need to stand up and fight against Satan. And one thing that Satan wants is for the Catholic Church to be demolished because it's one of the strongest, uh, you know, denominations in, in this world, and Jesus founded that church. Yeah. And, and Linda, I, I don't believe that the Catholic Church is going to fold its tent and go away. What, what I do believe, though, is that there's, there's going to be a shrinking. I mean, you know, as a Catholic, you know, that you've got to look at people at, at Mass, whether it's Sunday Mass or weekday mm-hmm. Mass, and know that, you know, fewer people are attending. And maybe that's a good thing in a way, that they would shrink to the point of trying to reorganize. How is someone who's never, how is someone who's never been in the Catholic Church going to run a walk-in right now? I mean, here's the thing. First of all, we have all the abuse allegations. We have all this information that it was covered up. And we have people right now, like Cardinal Whirl, who don't look sorry. Yeah. So, Linda, what's that like for you? Um, have you been to Mass since these um, since the grand jury reports come out? Well, I think it might have just come out just a few days ago, right? So yeah, no, I haven't been to Mass yet, but um, yes. I mean, I will be going Sunday. And, you know, all I'm going to do is pray for, these, for the yep. people and the victims. Yep. Yeah. And and just, and, you know, it, it's sad. Like, it's unfathomable for me. And I know, you know, in my own Catholic school, this, you know, they're one of the priests is from there. And some, and, you know, there were allegations. Uh, and I know people that have gone through these things. So, yes, the allegations were true. And it's just to me, I, it's, it is so unbelievable. I mean, it, I it happened, I know, but it's, it's so mind blowing. Yeah. It's so mind blowing. And it's, it's so hard to, to think about. But, you know, my relationships with God and, and I know that the I know that the things are better now. I don't I don't believe this will ever happen again in the church with the um, safe environment, you know, and the teaching. I mean, people are being sitting down and mandatorily being educated on yeah. on what you do when you see something. Right. So right. I don't know. We can all just pray pray for all these victims yes. and lift them up to the Lord. Yeah, I think as much. And thank you for your call, Linda. Thanks, Linda. I feel like um, our duty is to proclaim that there is forgiveness for every person who repents. And yep. when we look at the priests who've done this, you know, the the love of God is much more gigantic than we can imagine. But if we are not first, if we are not first on the side of the victims then we don't understand what the real gospel is because Jesus was every bit as much truth as he was grace. He was both things. So you can't have grace for the priests and the bishops without having truth and justice for the victims. You cannot do one or the other. You must do both. You must do both. And we have shown ourselves, the church has shown itself over seven decades to not be interested in justice for the victims. 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. Taking your phone calls about the grand jury report from the Catholic Church sex abuse crisis. Hey, Pat, uh, thanks for joining us today. Tell us what's on your mind. 
Okay, well, there's a lot, so I'll try to keep it short. All right, keep it short. And I've been trying for three days to get in. Oh. First of all, I want, I want to address Kathy when she said, how did we get here? Uh, in my experience, uh, I feel uh, as a child, I just went to Sunday school. I'm a Catholic, I was a Catholic in name only. And uh, the fear of God, it was always the fear of God, okay. not the loving God that we know now, the fear of God. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, uh, I was, myself and my children were mentally abused with the Catholic Church. And shortly, I went to two different churches to enroll my son into school because uh, I was a divorced mother and he was rejected. One, there was no room, and the second was he would corrupt the other children's minds. Wait, because you were divorced? So, Yes. And so then the third church uh, gave in and said, well, at least I can, he can get some uh, Catholic uh, education in, in a class, you know, uh, Sunday school class. Sure. And Pat, I'm and sorry, the priest, the, when you talk about this, uh, give me a time frame. What years were this? Okay, this would be in 1964. Okay. okay. This is my first son. Okay. All right, so I go to this church, and it was a well-known fact that this priest had had uh, three children was not, you know, of course, not married to these three women and had three children. It was a well-known fact. Wow. Okay, but nevertheless, I went and uh, he drilled me, and then I said, he said, well, if any time he should be in the Catholic school, and I said, well, I agree. So I put him in the school, but I was always uh, told, but you are not allowed to participate. Me, the mother, because you were but divorced. Make sure you. Yeah, exactly. But make sure that your children come. And so it, but we don't it want you. Out to be, yeah, exactly. How are they going to get there? These are young children. <laughs> and so, you know, and I dutifully, uh, because I promised when I got married in the church that I would raise my children Catholic and send them to a Catholic school. So I did what I had to do. And when it was over with, I walked away from the church, not my belief the church I walked away from because I was so abused. All right, so years and years and years went by. So I am proud and so grateful to say that I accepted the Lord in 2004. And I'm 64 years old by this time. Hmm. But see, God, he, he, he was seeking me out. I'm finding this out now. And they say, you know, uh, and he seeked me out. He knocked on my door and I opened it up widely. So I've been a born-again Christian for, four, uh, for 16 years. Got baptized, water baptized uh, in January, and uh, now I know that the God that I feared, I'd love, and He loves me. I'm into that. So if if people had that in their heart, I think it wouldn't stop what's going on. But it certainly, if somebody loved the Lord and accepted Him as their Savior, I think all it takes is one word, not a religion, a relationship. And if you have a relationship with the Lord, you just stop and think a little bit when you're maybe doing something that he's not going to like. That's right. But he will never stop loving you, and he will never stop forgiving you. (laughs) So to answer the question, how did we get here, I think it's because they don't know how much God loves us. Preach it, sister. Pat, bring it, Pat. That's good stuff. Pat brought it. Okay. Yes. Thanks an awful she lot. She stored that up for three days, and then she <laughs> just let it out. Thanks an awful lot. 800-320-8255. We're taking your phone calls about what's happened this week in uh, How did Pittsburgh, we get here? Western Pennsylvania, across the country and the world. God help us. Give us a call. 
diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. In the good old summertime, in the good old summertime. It may sound a little corny, but it really is the good old summertime at the Springhouse in 84. The sun is shining, the cows are out on the pasture, the sweet corn is almost ready, the Springhouse produce tables are filled with freshly picked vegetables, and we're up to our elbows in ice cream. And you know what? That all makes the Springhouse a very fun place to be. Why not jump in the car right now for a country drive to 84? Come for homemade lunch or supper or just to eat ice cream and enjoy sweet country air. Be sure to take home our famous chocolate milk and baked goods. Don't forget that. We're just four miles east of Washington on Route 136, and it doesn't take long to get to us. Call 228-3339 for more directions to the Springhouse in 84. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive rate shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Hi, everybody. This is Craig Wolfley from my friends at J&D Waterproofing. For every waterproofing or foundation repair, a portion of the proceeds go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hello, this is Ralph Sindrich. I'm proud to be a part of this program and such a fine service to be offered to the community. For every job commitment, I'll provide a signed copy of my book, NFL Brawl. Call for a free estimate at 1-800-VERY-DRY. That's 1-800-VERY-DRY. Or visit us on the web at jdwaterproofing.com. I, 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 there we go. There we go, Mike. Mm-hmm. Press the proper button here and all is well. Mm-hmm. Taking your phone calls at 800-320-8255 about uh, the Catholic sex abuse crisis. How did we get here? How did we get here? Uh, let's go back to the lines and speak with Anonymous. Hi, Anonymous. How are you? Good. Um, I'm going to come from a different perspective. Okay. And I was surprised when I talked to new Mike. Um, on the emotions that it brought out in me. Mm -hmm. Um, I was raised a Catholic. Luckily, I had a sister-in-law that led me to Christ, and I left the Catholic Church. But what happened to me, in 1981, I went through a divorce, and I had a priest pursuing me. 
Okay, showed up at my work. What do you mean pursuing you? Yes. Like romantically? Yes. And told me that he was involved with a woman for five years. And and here I was. My heart was breaking because of my divorce. I had little children. It was a lot of, you know, a very sad part of your life. Yes. And you wanted counsel, and and this is what you received. So you wonder, it just questions the celibacy. I mean, I'm not, you can't cast everybody, 100% of the people. I'm sure there's a lot of good priests. But there's, there's ones that pray, P-R-E-Y, on the wrong people. Right. Yeah, so... And and, and if it's not a little, um, I don't know. I mean, I I remember the, quote, indoctrination, 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 I can't say the word, that you received all the time that the church was the one true church and every other church was not true. And um, the whole, because my father was not Catholic, and, and I heard that through six years of grade school, of you know, that my father's going to go to hell. <laughs> because, I mean, so it's just a lot of emotions, and I'm so really surprised by my emotions, and my heart bleeds for the victim. I know. I'm into that, yeah. I mean, I know. you know, that's an interesting point about celibacy because Kathy, you talked about this the other day about yeah. the, the 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 percentage of priests that. Uh, yeah, the percentage I saw there was a research study done that only something like forty six percent of active priests are celibate. So, and look, I'm not advocating celibacy. I'm not. I don't. I I think. I I, I truly think. That celibacy is a is a noble choice for any human. The Apostle Paul makes that very clear. He says it's the better choice yep. to be single, um, but he also says it's better to marry than to burn with passion. So I don't see any reason why celibacy should be um, should be required of the priesthood. But one thing I do know: if you say you're going to be a priest, then you better be celibate because that's the value you took. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for the phone call, Anonymous. Appreciate the story. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Debbie, you're with us today on Word FM. Uh, what are your thoughts, please? Um, yes, I totally agree with the last um, caller because I was uh, born and baptized Catholic in the second grade. Um, when the con- issue of confession came up, I asked a question um, that if God is everywhere and God is all-knowing and God is all-powerful and God is all-forgiving and so on and so forth, which I truly believe, um, why do I have to go into a box and tell some stranger what my sins are? Because, frankly, in the second grade, you know, you, you don't want to admit that you did something bad. I, I lied. I, you know, so on and so forth. Sure. And like the previous caller was saying that, not only are you mentally and emotionally abused, but you're physically abused because I got my knuckles whacked. Um, I had to stand up against the blackboard for the rest of the, the uh, confession class. And you are indoctrinated as a Catholic back then. You are indoctrinated. You are, it's mandatory for you to believe in their belief system mm-hmm. and, and my generation, they told us what to believe. You didn't have Bibles in the pews. They told you what to believe. Mm -hmm. And if you asked, went home and had a Bible and looked it up and went and had a question about it, you were um, mightily told uh, to rather to never do that again. Now, things are a little bit different. No doubt. Now that 
they have Bible classes, um, but I thank God. I thank my parents, um, or rather my mother, um, who was not Catholic and who had to become Catholic in order for my abusive father to um, marry her, that I might have rejected Catholicism in second grade, but I never rejected um, God. God. I never rejected Abba, um, Jesus Christ, and the Great Comforter, ever. Ever. I mean, I appreciate Steph, the phone thank call. You. Thanks an awful yeah, lot. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And le- can I just say that there are going to be people who are going to say how wretched their minister was who was a Lutheran. Sure. Or their minister, or their Pentecostal minister was. I mean, this is not relegated. It is way too easy to say that, oh, only only bad pastors exist no, 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 in the Catholic no, no, no. Church. That is so but wait. incorrect. Now, look, my story runs contrary to, to our last callers because I, I went to a Catholic school for eight years. And I had a fabulous education, and I had good priests and good nuns. It helped form me mm-hmm. of the guy that I am today. I mean, it's undeniable. I right. know that. To and the there tr- are millions the of people of my who heart. had the same experience. So for me, it was a very positive experience. Mm-hmm. And my heart breaks for those who feel marginalized and ab- certainly abused. I mean, the core of all that, yeah, I mean, there is recompense that needs to be made. There's no doubt about that. But from my perspective, from what happened to me, it was good. Sherwin-Williams during the four-day Love for Color sale and save 35% on paints and stains August 17th through the 20th. With 35% off, you can add a pop of color to any room. Perhaps a bit of SW Blissful Blue for the sunroom or some SW Hardy Orange in your kitchen. Visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store today. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table you can help change their future in a single moment see how far your support can go at unbound.org we we literally have two minutes left before we leave the air uh reverend dan you're with us Uh, thanks for joining us here on the air uh, with your phone call give us your thoughts you've got about 30 seconds or so Okay, I just want to say thank you for those last comments. I'm a Presbyterian minister, but some of my most dearest friends are very devout, born-again Roman Catholics. Mm, Thank you. That's not why I was calling in particularly, but I wanted to say, and maybe this will be a good note, not even the gates of hell will be Mm -hmm. able to stand up against the love and compassion, mercy, and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Dance. Perfect way to end. Sure is. Yeah, I mean, our business here is not to... Cast uh, stones. No, we are not, by any stretch of the imagination. They're doing a fine job on their own. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, They're taking themselves up. down. It's not like they need us there to are. help them. But, but the fact of the matter is that there are many good people of the Christian faith, of the yes. Catholic faith, who worship Christ our Lord. Okay, and would that, those of us who believe in Jesus and strive to follow him, would that we came alongside someone who is a victim, and we tried to act as Jesus would toward them, the bomb. to give them hope and comfort and a listening ear, to validate their stories, to help them to know that we have read, we have heard, and we have listened, yes. that their story is not something that should cause them to be marginalized, but should cause them instead to receive the assistance they need, um, as any other sick, sick person would receive in a church. Um, 
you know, I think it's absolutely vital that our very first concern, I'm not saying we don't extend the love of Jesus, but all I'm saying is that the, from what I have read about the Catholic Church's own response to itself is that they have prioritized the quote unquote forgiveness of the priests way, way, way over any concern for justice of the victims. And that's the big problem. So, uh, you know, as we go on, uh, there should be a response. Today we heard that the uh, the Pope made a response finally after a few days, which was good. Thank you for that. But what are the changes that are going to yeah, be made? I mean, what, what, like, what happens right. from this time forward? And, you know, it's... How about, it, how about large-scale institutional, like, taking things apart, deconstruction? Well, in, you know, in a corporate setting, the, the uh, CEO would resign. Great. Right? The, the bishops. Great. The that, cardinals. That shows me that they mean it. Right. And not to be cruel. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking trying for, to be cruel. I'm not trying to rip on anybody Show here. your people you mean it when yeah. you say you're sorry. Hey, look for us uh, on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Of course, we're on our uh, webpage as well, John and Kathy Show. Find us show. on Twitter, would you? Oh, yeah. Most of our stuff's going on on Twitter right now. If you're not on Twitter, you're missing out, friends. Yeah, we're talking all night long. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.